We're on. Right. I shall start then. Hello. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of 10 Hour Timestamp, the podcast that turns up late and still forgets to bring its homework. First of all, (laughs) apologies for the delay on this episode. Both me and Stu have been ill, and that's a perfect segue for me to introduce my co-host, Stu. How are you doing? Hi, I am fine. I had a stomach and throat infection, as you will hear on the recordings, because I sound... Uh, like a, a sad old man, uh, but I'm fine now. I'm on the road to recovery. Yeah, sounding like a sad, sad old man had nothing to do with your illness, though. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Have you uh, have you been to the opticians this week? <laughs> I, I haven't been to the opticians. No, no. But uh, though uh, I um, I've moved my office into the conservatory, which is very bright. So on days I had to sit in there with my sunglasses on, I'm thinking, I maybe should go and get my eyes tested, because <laughs> uh, I shouldn't really be sat doing work at, in an office scenario with sunglasses. I believe that's how all rock stars live in a house at all times, <laughs> though, so that's, that's a pretty that, that, cool situation to be living in. I'm the Bono of spreadsheets. <laughs> exactly that. Or a blind man, <laughs> either way. A blind, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I understand <laughs> <laughs> nice, t- nice tits. Where do you want the blocks, etc., etc.? So, for, are you all right? Uh, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> That's about all I've got. <laughs> have you been to the opticians? I haven't been to the opticians. I'm never going to go to the opticians. And even if I do accidentally end up in an opticians, I'm going to lie and say that I wasn't <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, and, yeah, accidentally end up in an optician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would just wander in there because I can't see anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so for those who are new to the podcast, the general premise is that one of us picks a game, we both go away and play the game, and the person who picked the game does 10 hours worth of diary entries that we come back and listen to on the podcast. Last episode, I gave Stu the choice of three Sid Meier games I've not played, and he picked Alpha... Centauri is how I say it. You keep saying Centauri... No, that's the same way. Centuri. 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 I, Centuri. I genuinely do not know the correct way because every video and, and everything I've watched about it, they keep pronouncing it in different ways. So I don't want to know how it's pronounced. I am forever going to call it Alpha Centauri. Just, do just, not comment. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, uh, as you'll come to find out, this episode isn't just about that game. Uh, it's about the wider civilization format in general because, well, you've You'll probably guess why after the first diary entry, to be honest. Um, Stu, prior to this month, what's your history with Sid Meier games? My history with Sid Meier games is non-existent. Uh, I have, uh, as I've said, I've watched a friend play Civilization. Couldn't tell you which version it was. It was in uh, school, so it could possibly be 
one or two mm-hmm. maybe um but it was go it's me going oh those are those are quite interesting so i know very 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 little about them yeah um hence why i was somewhat excited to play one yeah last last episode yeah i grew up with it by accident more than anything else so i I had a hewlett-packard pc and it came with a load of discs that i thought were all just like driver discs and stuff because it was the first pc i ever had so i had no idea about all the extra content you got with them and on one of those discs after maybe like a year of owning the pc i've I've just bored going through these discs to see what was on them and civnet was on there which i believe was just the original civilization updated so that you could play it over the internet but it still worked as a, a full civilization game um never played anything like it before didn't really understand what was going on but because i was a child with nothing better to do i just kind of learnt how to play it and i ended up falling in love with it and i think i bought every single civilization that's came out ever since playing civnet all the way back in the 90s at some point so i do have quite a long history with the series uh and just completely missed alpha centauri for some reason i don't know why where my uh, my at my school everybody was into like the sim games so mm. I remember like Simant um, yes. and like the original Sim City and, and all, all those all the all the sim sim variations yeah of which I can't remember anymore apart from Simant yeah I seem to remember oh god I must have been like thirteen or four no maybe even younger than that I was at school and. One of the teachers brought up irrigation, and she said, do you know what irrigation is? And I went, oh, yeah, that's when you put water in the soil. And I only knew this because I played Sifna, and she was like, oh, how did you know that? And I was like, oh, it's it's uh, from this game that I play. And she went, oh, is that SimCity? I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I was like, no, it's uh, Civnet, and she just looked at me like I'd farted. Like, what? What is this you're talking Civ about? What? <laughs> so, yeah, it, I mean, the the SimCity games were obviously far more commonplace than I think Civilization was. It kind of, I don't think it really got massive until the second one onwards. But uh, yeah, it's gone from strength to strength in terms of selling numbers. I think ever since then. Um, mm. Now, the, the basic story of Alpha Centauri, as told in beautiful 90s FMV, isn't a particularly jolly one. Uh, we're essentially shown a rocket taken off while the worst of humanity happens. Then we cut to a completely different-looking spaceship rendered in 3D floating through <laughs> space. Um, the starship Unity. On board are seven powerful leaders, each from very distinct factions based on ideology. The ship breaks apart and heads down to what appears to be a very Earth-like planet, but once you get down there, you find out it's mostly made out of purple, which is a shame. (laughs) Um, From there, you're dropped into the main menu where you can go through the tutorials, pick a scenario, or go for the main meat of the game, which is the standard game mode. Set up your options, choose your difficulty, pick a leader to play as, and then you're dropped into the game, which is a turn-based strategy that plays similar to Civilization, while also being very different in a lot of ways. Uh, You establish bases, command units, research technology, rule with an iron fist, or sue for peace, it's Alpha Centauri, and it's very, very purple. Hour one. Hour one of Alpha Centauri. I need to start this. 
by um, saying I, uh, I've not been very well the last week um, and I've partially lost my voice uh, and I can't swallow today. So I started off the hour, I read the start of the manual and then like about, about three pages into that um, it then says don't bother reading the rest of the manual, just jump in and play. So I did that. I think I started the wrong thing, I just started off a game as usual, I wanted to do a tutorial or a tour or something but I'm an idiot so I just jumped straight in and did a very very small planet. The music in the intro sounds exactly like the Terminator theme tune and put in the with the montage of the the bad world stuff did feel a lot like uh, the start of Terminator. I know Dave loves board games and things like that and this feels very reminiscent of, of a number of board games. I like board games but I hate games like this. Yeah, I really hate uh, these kind of strategy kind of games. Yeah, I hate them. It's like it's like The Sims, but without the fun bits. You just go around the map, clearing the map, and setting up bases and stuff. I mean, it's not even like Command and Conquer where you're literally just kind of at war with everybody. I don't I don't like having to make friends with other people or build certain stuff and push the ground down and build a mine and next to the mine build an armory and then oh your land has been taken over by Sir Kevin of Bridgewater or something. It's very, very frustrating. I've been playing for an hour. I haven't got the foggiest idea what I'm doing. I've read the tutorials every time they come up but it's like there's so much to take in it's such a i don't know i don't know i've just i've read i've read through all that i'm reading the tutorials as i go i'm pretty much automating everything i seem to be doing okay i think i just don't know i've taken over two bases so far and lost very little of my own i'm mainly attacking with mind worms and ground force lasery people so i'm just getting stuff to i'm just getting mad around it i can't really say i'm particularly enjoying it and i'm not really looking forward to the next nine hours while i'm not feeling very well i thought i might as well just crack on with it really first hour blinded by science and lots of tutorials still not sure what i'm doing i'm just going to play through as i'm playing on this game for a bit See how long it lasts. I mean, if it, if if it gets to hour five and I'm still playing this same thing over and over again, I may need to do what try one of the tours because the tours is, is what the um, the manual says to do. So I've talked far too long already. We'll see how we get on. Cool. So yeah, so I I do you know I like the Command and Conquer games and and things like that, but this was. Uh, this was very different. Yes, um, I think. Do you think it was possibly the turn-based element that, that was dragging it? Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think it was. Um, it was. It was having to kind of um, be more strategic about how you plan. There's plan ahead, mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes you would get caught off guard by other things just suddenly appearing on screen um, when it wasn't your turn, and then it could completely 
bollocks everything up. You didn't. Everything felt like a surprise. Yes. Um, which obviously in games like Command and Conquer and stuff, you can slowly see things moving towards you. Yeah. And you can prepare and things like this. Whereas this, you're like all of a sudden something could have just suddenly appear yes. and either take and over your base. It's usually a mind worm. And it's usually yeah, and it's usually a mind worm. <laughs> so. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't enjoying it. Um, yeah. But um, whether I'd have started to play it under different circumstances where I was feeling well, maybe that would have been different. I, I doubt it would have been. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I just I, I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, and I think for people who haven't played the game, if you have a basic idea of what civilization is, then you're you're halfway there, I would say, but the the mind worms are fairly relentless, and they do just randomly appear next to your base. Uh, I don't think I think there's like line of sight on your units and on the uh, buildings themselves. So even though it looks like you can see further, you can't necessarily see if there's units in those spaces unless you've got somebody close by to see. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So the mind worms will basically the next to you when the. <laughs> They're going to attack. There's no, there's no way you can really defend. You have to have something there ready to defend in the first place. Yeah, that's right. There, uh, and and I suppose you know, as as the game goes on, you can't you uh, you can learn and adapt to that. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I don't, I, I don't want to go too much into um, spoiler territory. Yeah. Okay. Well, my first hour with the game was a lot different because I was just making direct comparisons to Civilization itself. Uh, I really liked the factions in particular because in Civilization it can often feel like just putting a human face on a set of numbers and stat boosts, but the characters in this game just okay. really stood out. Um, yeah. I was the leader of the science-based faction for my run, and I called myself Science Man, and every conversation started with something along the lines of, Hail, Provost Science Man, which <laughs> honestly just made my first hour fly by on its own, because that, that made me laugh every single time. Um, it's a shame that you bounced off it as hard as you did in that first hour, but honestly, I'm not surprised, because graphically it is very rough nowadays. Um I'm sure it looked fine at the time, but someone who plays, well, someone who plays a lot of games that look worse than this does, I found my ability to just read what was on the screen at any given time. I, I, I just found it very difficult to, to understand what I was looking at, I think, on the landscape mm-hmm. a lot of the time, because it, it, it just uses a lot of the same colour palette for everything. Um, That's right, yeah, all the, all the textures, all the colours, yes. it, it, it all kind of merges into into one, and as you said, one kind of purpley red tinge, yes. uh, and everything just looks very, very similar. It does, and it's not quite as inviting to the eye as, say, Civilization, which is all lush greens and sand and, you know, monuments and things on the landscape. It's just this harsh, barren, cold mm. wasteland that you're you're sat looking at, and even the cities themselves are like hard metal buildings and the units are all very similar looking um yeah yeah it's just it's it's not not quite as as nice a, a thing to look at um yeah it's kind of a jerry anderson view of the uh the future in black and white yes. kind of thing yeah i think it was mostly just the the, the concept of the game for you though that, that you're bouncing because obviously as you said there um i'm into board game stuff uh Sid Meier games 
of this type are they do feel very board game based not something i'd want to play as a board game because it would just take forever yeah it is definitely something i could only play like simulated because it would just be a nightmare but yeah i think you you have to be in the right frame of mind to want to play something like this and much like a board game you need to know the rules to understand what it is that you're actually doing at any given time so the tutorials uh that you missed i went through all of those uh in my first hour i think it only took about well 30 minutes to get through them but they're not they're not great and i think you do bring them up in a later hour um yes hour two and hour two um good voice there still still bored i've made friends with a lot of the other people i've got enemies in one of which we've killed and taken over i've basically made made um sisterhood brotherhood whatever pacts with a lot of them i'm not entirely sure how i can get off my little island thing i'm trying to figure out how to make a boat because the others seem to have boats but i think i've automated too much because a lot of my goes involves me just clicking okay and next go next move or whatever it is i do sometimes find it a bit difficult to figure out who i am and who other people are i know that they're color coordinated but somebody just suddenly starts attacking me and i'm like what i think they could be the um killer bacteria grass shit or whatever they're called i'm just ending end of hour two there i want to go back to the manual have a look at some more tutorial stuff and see if my third hour improves so i've played for two hours so far can't say it's exactly gripping me but i'm i'm having a go i'm i'm i'll be honest i'm dreading another eight hours of this but we shall see okay goodbye Ten hour time so you mentioned there end of your turns uh, well ending a turn seems to happen a lot where you don't really do anything i think certainly early game that does happen a lot anyway. You kind of view that you're building something in your cities or you don't really have any units to move about. So there are just a lot of turns where you're just like, okay, yeah, I've got literally nothing to do yeah. here. Uh, it's not the most engaging thing initially. I think if you're not obviously enjoying it anyway, mm-hmm. the concept of literally doing nothing in the game isn't exactly going to turn you around <laughs> to it. Yeah. Um, well, I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah. Uh, just at this point, I will say that I'm pretty convinced every single recording I say, I'm not looking forward to playing this for however many hours. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this, so I do apologise in advance for my repetition at the end of, of each one. Um, but there, yeah, like you say, when when you get into it a bit later on uh, and it involves you to do, involves that you actually um, take more control and... Mm. You, you tend to back off the automation quite so much. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you get guidance about, oh, I think you should be doing this or be doing that, you will find that you kind of, you go back into the governor. It is, yes. Is that, is that yeah. it's called the governor? It is, yeah. Um, so so the, the, the governor screen where you can basically turn off the automation for the, for the listeners, mm-hmm. you can turn off the automation and then you can actually choose how how you want your um, specific bases and facilities, what directions you want them to go in, whether you want them to um, 
kind of work towards uh, building, conquering, um, all those kind of different things. Yeah. Um, and and you do obviously get more involvement, but yeah, initially when you've like, uh, I want to create whatever, it's going to take like ten turns. Yes. You are just kind of going click, 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 yeah. click. Hey, there it is. <laughs> and then th- that's what you spent. That's what you spent a lot of the the early part of the game doing. Yeah, and I think it's actually quite nice all of the automation that's available there because a lot of the especially when it gets a later game uh when you have like say 20 cities on the map you don't necessarily want to have to micromanagement 20 mm-hmm. buildings all building specific things so that that's quite a decent advancement and it works all the way up to technology as well you just say you give them a general idea of just give me technologies in these fields rather yeah. than selecting a specific technology it's it does have this weird I guess halfway house have been between automating too much and it's nice to have it there because you could easily just switch everything on to just basically do everything automatically and then you're not really playing anything. You're literally just yeah. watching the AI deal with everything and churning out units and this, that and the other. But it is nice, I think, to have that option of just like, I'm not, I don't really give a shit about this city that's 14 miles away from every other city. I'll uh, I'll just stick no. it on automation and have it pumping out uh, military units for the upcoming war or whatever. Uh, mm. You don't have to, as I say, actually specifically pick each of them. So, yeah, it's nice. It's certainly coming from the original civilization where you'd had to do everything. Because even like the terraforming, you can just set them to automatically terraform, which is they'll they'll basically build like the best things that they can for each of your cities around. Uh, and I seem to remember in Civnet, uh, it was engineers that you built, if I remember rightly. I may have got that wrong. Somebody will shoot me. Um, but you had to specifically move them to a tile, select the up- upgrade oh, that you wanted, move them to a tile, and when you had like. 10 to 15 of these guys all dotted around the map building Mm. roads and mines and this that and the other it took forever to do anything so yeah it's uh it's a big improvement but it it does sometimes feel like you are sat on autopilot when you're automating absolutely everything Mm. um i mean i mean looking back on it uh, I, i suppose um, I suppose it is good that that you have got that level of control. Yeah. So so on top of just saying I want to concentrate on technology, like you say, then then this this like little a little sub window. Yeah. You can also select. You know. Oh, I want to concentrate on this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. So I think I think that that that's that's pretty good. Rather than just going technology as a whole, just go off and do your yes. thing. Invent me so, a wheel. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So at, le- at least you you know you can have different bases concentrating on different things. Yeah. So you've got no kind of duplication um amongst them so you're probably fine by the end of this recording i'll be completely on board with it (laughs) but but from from the very start no not at all well for me i think by this point i was starting to get to grips with the game a bit more because again i was comparing it directly to civilization so i was i was having to relearn a lot of stuff um i think cynically you could say that the game feels like a modded version of civilization because there's a lot of stuff that feels like a direct swap out the mind worms for instance feel like they're just barbarians but instead of raping ah, yes instead of raping and pillaging they're giving you psychic depression or something um 
What? I know what I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> what really works for me in this game, and something I wish the Civilization games had more of, is the characterization of those factions. Mm-hmm. It's just because the one thing that I found when you were, when we were playing your um, hour two there is that you said, "Oh, I'm at war with some just some person." And I was quite surprised to hear that, especially because you're a sci-fi person, and I'm not particularly a sci-fi person. Yeah, I really got, but like I had the names. I don't remember anyone's. I don't remember my own child's name. But the people <laughs> in this game, I was like, oh, that bloody CEO Morgan bastard, this, that, and the other, you know, Lady Deirdre, etc. Because they all had like such a personality to them, that, and they all had these ideologies. Yeah, that it just—I don't know—it really worked. It's not the same as just like, oh, here comes Lord Byron from Denmark or whoever. <laughs> like in the Civilization games, they're just—they're just there. They're just yeah. Front. I, I know. I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, yeah, Lady Deidre was just late. I, I think I was playing as her most of the time, and she was just Lady Woman mm. uh, while, while I was playing. Lady uh, Woman. Yeah, Lady Woman. But yeah, like, like you say, it, it, all, all their um, um, the way that they 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 work, their ideologies, all of that kind of stuff. There are they were are very 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 different. Yeah. Um, so um, you, you you may touch on this later. Uh, so you've got very religious ones, very technology orientated ones, very yes. war orientated ones. Then you've got like almost hippie yeah. kind of uh, hippie ones. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, d- I did, I did, I did kind of take that all in. Um, but I, I think when I'm trying to get to grips with the game as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, the the narrative almost passed me by, yeah. by a little bit. Yeah, that's just like a coat of paint on top of something that you're not enjoying mechanically, really. It's, it's quite yeah. hard to appreciate, I think, those little touches when you're sat there being annoyed or bored or both. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I suppose I was going to try and try and find, find a comparison with Sonic the Hedgehog if you're it doesn't matter if you're playing as a, a, a blue square if you're not enjoying how that blue square controls it, you know mm. it, you you could have 4k for 4k blue square um god is this making any sense at all <laughs> I think your analogy is working backwards <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know what is, you, yeah. I know what you're talking about oh, god. So I think that's fine um, we'll leave that there. Well, I think the, the amount of, of writing that went into this game, it was Brian Reynolds is the name of the guy, and his subtitle is so small in the title of the game, I think that name would pass a lot of people by, but the amount of stuff he's written for this... Yeah, um, he did all of it, didn't he? It, yeah, but it says, <laughs> that to give the game its full title, it says, Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri, and then in little text underneath, a Brian Reynolds design. Uh, <laughs> I get that they wouldn't want to call it Brian Reynolds Alpha Centauri because the Sid Meier name has to be on all of his games, otherwise yeah. he'll die. But it's <laughs> it's a shame that Brian Reynolds doesn't get a bit of a bigger name in lights moment because the, yeah. the, the amount of stuff he's done for this is mental. Yeah, absolutely, it's a it's a, yeah it's a it's a George Lucas card pull, isn't it? It is, yeah. George Lucas is Star Wars, even though there's like loads and loads of other people behind the scenes uh, yes. doing it. Yeah, slap me, slap my name on there and sod everyone else. Yeah. Okay. It could, I mean, it could have been Sid. Sid Meier's presents 
like mm. they do with movies. Like Tarantino yeah. presents such and such a movie. Yeah, that would work uh, a that, lot better. Yeah, that could, that could have worked, but uh, but no, Sid Meier's needed his cake and to eat it. He did. The fat bastard. Right. <laughs> Our three. End of our three. So the um, instruction menu says to go through the five tours provided in the game's help menu. It's actually six tours, and they are dull. God, they are dull. It's not nice. It's not exciting to look at. It's just pages and pages and pages of text. I'd rather have just read the manual, to be perfectly honest with you. If you click here, then you can press A, and A will create this. And if you press F then this will farm the land. And when you farm the land, you get resources. And by collecting resources, you get this and that. And you get a farm. And then you get minerals. And if you look at minerals, then minerals will look back at you and you'll go, hello, I'm a mineral. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is monotonous. I'm sure back in the day, this was absolutely brilliant and everybody loved it. And like I said in the last podcast, I watched my friend play Civilization and thought, okay, that's vaguely interesting. But this, this couldn't be further from any... This is like being at school playing this game. I don't want to have to learn so much to be able to play something. So I watched the five tours. Well, I, I went through the five tours where it goes through um, what all the different screens are, what what it means to go around your base and upgrading and, and uh, what's it called? Terraforming and all your actions and blah, blah, blah. And then I did the... The resources, uh, it says there's two resources, but there's actually three. This instruction manual is a lying piece of shit. Uh, so I did all three of those, and they're pretty straightforward. Well, I'd say they're pretty straightforward. They're very straightforward. You can do them very easily. But I don't feel like I really learned anything I hadn't already picked up. Maybe, maybe may, there's obviously some big exciting knack to this kind of game but at the moment i just literally just want to throw myself out of the window uh seven i got excited then i thought it was six hours to go seven hours to go i can't say i'm massively looking forward to the next seven hours i'm literally just going to play a game now for two hours and see how i get on and i'll report back if i'm still alive are you still alive, Stu? <laughs> I am still alive, but yeah, it sounds like Stuart Lee reporting on Alpha Centauri. Like, like, yeah, you've, you've captured me in a bad mood. Perfect. Well, I've captured me perfectly in a bad I was mood. It's going to say nothing uh, to do with it. Um, <laughs> these, uh, these past few recordings. <laughs> Uh, I, I agree, though. The tutorial is pretty awful. I think it stems from the fact that UI itself is pretty bad by today's standards. I went through the like every tutorial, as I said, and I still came out the other end confused about the things that I was confused about before I went in. Um, yeah. It is just a case of... It kind of lets you play it, but it's just popping up text boxes here and there saying this does this and this does that and this does this and... As soon once you get past remembering three key presses, I'm I'm gone. I'm lost. It's, yeah. it's all just words and noise. So uh, yeah, I just ended up going into the game pretty much as as blind as I was before. But obviously, I had the benefit of uh, Civilization games prior, so it certainly makes sense <laughs> that you'd be so yeah. pissed off having, having not having that background. 
obviously going through two hours and not really getting it and then playing the tutorial and still being in the same state of mind. It's, it's like it's like looking at an Excel spreadsheet because you've just got like uh, boxes and boxes and boxes with text and text and text in. And there's even when you go into like the the general, um, there isn't a, there isn't a great deal of anything visually appealing, mm. and especially within the tutorial, like it, something nice doesn't come up and go, well, this does this and, yeah. and blah blah blah. Or no, I, I appreciate the the age the game is from, yeah, but it is literally just like uh, like this is this, do this with this, yes. click on this, click on that. I've clicked on that. This does this, and and it's like. After like twenty minutes of that, I'm like, I'm not really learning anything. No, I'm, I'm just reading re- page. As I said, like I would, I think I would rather have just sat down and, and, and read the manual and took the time to absorb that, yeah. and then came come to the game because while I'm playing the game, I, I want to actually be playing a game. Yes. I don't, I don't want to be going through pages and pages of, of text. It's quite interesting that there was that much writing and characterization and everything else that went into the game that the tutorial feels so slim by comparison. Like, that, yeah, they don't even try and, I don't know, put a story around it, right? you know, like fruit it up a little bit. It's literally yeah. just, I don't know, it just slaps you in there and goes, right, you have to do this, do that, right, you've done it, next one. <laughs> That's... Yeah, it's the, the thing, like, um, uh, the, the game itself... I has you know hasn't got a massive sense of humor to it, no. but like when you come when you come to exit the game, it says something like "Please don't leave. <laughs> yes. The robots need you." Yeah. And I was like, "Ah, oh, this this feels a little bit like Portal or something yeah. like that." If if the tutorial had been had been like I don't know, Gary Bot three thousand talking you through how to play the game, yeah, uh, with with just a slight bit of character to it, you you it would have felt a little bit more compelling. It, it wouldn't, like I said, it wouldn't have felt like school. It would have been like, oh, hey, uh, uh, Miss Deirdre or Lady Woman or whatever. So you want to do this? Uh, how about, why not try clicking here? And, oh, this does this. And you can also do that you, rather than just click, yes. click this. Yeah. Now click this. It's a, it's a very hard sci-fi game though, isn't it? I don't think hard yeah. sci-fi is known for its... Uh, brevity or humor. Yes, exactly. Well, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of tongue in cheek and stuff like, um, like, like stuff like Asimov and Philip K. Dick mm-hmm. and, and stuff. There's always like that uh, that tiny little element of dark humor. Yes. And the the only slither of light was that bit when you try and exit the game, mm-hmm. um, where you're like, are oh, these these uh, these computers and machines and things. Do have a kind of personality, yeah. But that's the only that's that's the only time you really get to, to <laughs> see and enjoy. Literally, it. when you're leaving, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And and uh, no word of a lie, I went to exit the game at one point because I was losing my temper, and that little snippet of audio made me go, "I've missed something here. There's clearly something further along that will happen." Um, and it made me chuckle and I thought oh okay brilliant I'll go back to the game I might actually see this little bit of dark humour or, or, or whatever and it never came yeah <laughs> uh, well knowing what comes up in the later diary entries and without spoiling anything about those what do you reckon the main thing or things were that you were bouncing off what was it that was just no I can't I can't deal with this I think just one of the main issues is just the whole control scheme for me mm. 
Um, you know, there, there are some interesting little visual things here and there, but it is, yeah, I think it just comes down to, one, a lot of reading, and two, the the way of upgrading things and improving on things and didn't feel very natural to me. Yes. Um, it, it, it felt, it, it felt a lot more complicated than it, than it needed to be improving mm-hmm. and improving and, and and applying and making those changes. Yes. Uh, and they, it, it felt like there was an awful lot of, just from a kind of user interface point of view, they felt like there was an awful lot of unnecessary hurdles just to be able to get to do something. A lot of micromanagement, basically. Yeah. Even with the automation, I think you're constantly getting notifications of, oh, you've got a new technology, you can now upgrade these units. Would you like to look at what you can do with these units? Here are yeah, a load of yeah. pieces. And it's before you really have an understanding of what's going on in the game. So the game is telling you, like, oh, you've just invented a hyper-dried-lized do hickey would you like to install this on your thing you don't understand over here that will yeah. do something you also don't understand <laughs> it's uh it's just like it's constantly chatting away in yeah. your ear about things that aren't you're not you're just not in the same world is it i think yeah i know just like yeah i'll upgrade that yeah I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll upgrade that apply it uh, oh you've got this and you can uh, did you know that you can do this oh brilliant do that yeah no you can't do that because you haven't discovered x y and z yeah. or you haven't you haven't done this and it's like well why fucking tell me that i, that I, that I have these things <laughs> just dangling hope in front of me and then pulling it away Oh, this this gun's really big. Have you seen how big and shiny this gun is? Oh, that's really good. I'll have that. Well, you can't have that because you haven't you haven't invented bullets yet. Yeah. Well, how do I know what a gun is if I haven't invented bullets? <laughs> it's, just, it's just. Well, one thing uh, I was thinking uh, over the like listening to these three hours today, I, I was I was thinking, do you reckon that you had a a preconception of what the game was prior? To going in, and we do you reckon you were perhaps pre-prepared to dislike it because it's not the kind of game that you would typically play? Maybe within that like first twenty to thirty minutes, and not to say that you should enjoy it because everyone likes different things for obviously their own reasons. But certainly in hour one, you were very much this isn't my kind of thing. I hate it, and that <laughs> position just hasn't shifted for like three hours. Uh, is well, I was, yeah. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't realise it was going to be turn based. Mm-hmm. I di- uh, and I, I kind of, I mentioned Populous a bit later on. Yeah. Um, I have played Populous, and that's all very real time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and although there is an element of turn based with that, it, it feels a lot more fluid, and and which is interesting for me because I'm sure these games and Populous aren't miles apart well populist is very very simple populist is like oh i see the populist well <laughs> i mean if you compared it to the i would say half an hour of this is more complicated than playing through populist from start to finish because yeah, essen- no, essentially each level is flattened land until you have enough mana and then use that mana to kill the enemy. That's yeah. kind of how the game goes from start to finish. It was obviously fantastic at the time. I find it a very difficult game to go back and play just because mm-hmm. that depth isn't isn't there. But it's 
immediately playable. It's something that you can drop in. Once you, you go, oh, okay, I can flatten the land and then the men come and build houses and my mana goes up. That, you know, you, you see that straight away. There's not a lot in Alpha Centauri that you, you just look at and go, oh, yeah, that's doing that. <laughs> there is so much going on. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, uh, uh, let's be honest, that's what I was... I was hoping for something, something uh, that was a bit more pick up and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've talked about stuff like Command and Conquer because I, I really don't have um, that that many other things to compare. Like, um, or, or um, Syndicate, maybe. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, Command and Conquer is a good a good one to look at because it is essentially a similar-ish game minus the diplomacy and stuff like that but you are you're building a base and you send your men out the issue with that is it's very focused on one goal and that is yeah. to kill the enemy unless you're playing through you know one of the uh the missions where you've you've got different objectives but it tends to be build a base forge an army go and kill the enemy whereas civilization yeah. and, and <laughs> civilization and whatnot uh you, you're looking at multiple ways to win and yeah. they have to expand each of so you've got technology or you've got money or you've got peace and, and through diplomacy or you've got war and to make all of those work you have to have rules and regulations mm-hmm. for all of those things but obviously when you're right at the start uh it doesn't really make it obvious that you you need to go for one of those goals. I don't think in Alpha Centauri. I certainly yeah. don't remember it outwardly saying, "Oh, these are the four ways you can win." It just kind of drops you in and goes right off. You pop, build some bases, and do some stuff. So yeah, it's like have, have, playing have a board fun. game without knowing what the win conditions are. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I just um, you know, it's it's obviously not really not really based. It's not really aimed. Sorry. Uh, people like me who was who I do very much like drop in quick playing games as, yeah. as you know we've discussed, discussed before I'm very much a casual gamer that's why I, I me and modern gaming hasn't gone very well together because I get very tired of um things yeah a lot a lot of ch- chatty stuff yeah. and uh, too many, too too much to do on the control. I'm making myself sound like I'm really dense. Uh, like I'm Ninety not, years old. I'm not that. Yeah, all these. But I like one big red button. Um, but I, I, I do like slightly, slightly more complicated games. But it's like with leveling up systems and stuff. But mm. because I think because I am such a casual gamer, where I do, you know, get very obsessed about certain game, certain systems and certain things yeah. when it's something like this that I know I've got to play for 10 hours um, I think the first hour like you say I'd probably mentally set myself up to fail with it because yeah. I'd, I'd made the decision there and then that I didn't like it um, and that's the path that I was going to go down um, but uh, you know as, as we would discover um I'm not, no, actually, I'm not even going to say that. Yes, Dave. <laughs> well, <Next. laughs> for, for me, around this time, I was fully into it. I was expanding across the landscape. I was terraforming, and it was nice to see this ugly purple landscape starting to turn into something that resembled Earth a bit more. Uh, I'd made friends with a lot of the factions, and that was mostly because I know what war is like in these old Civ games, and it usually involves moving single units, one tile over and over and over again to get them to go 
anywhere and it takes ages. So I like to just keep the peace and that was my main aim. I was trading technologies with the factions and signing agreements and we were all having a lovely jolly time on our big new planet. Um, those factions though, I'll bring them up now so those who haven't played the game know what each of them are. Uh, we have the Spartan Federation led by Colonel Santiago. They're the militant dudes if you didn't already guess that. They're focused on raw power and military strength. We have Gaia's stepdaughters, led by Lady Deidre Sky, who is a massive tree-hugging hippie. Uh, the University of Planet, led by Provost Science Man, uh, focused on all things uh, science. Uh, the, peacekeeping, science. <laughs> the peacekeeping forces are led by Commissioner Pravin Lal, and they're basically focused around United Nations-style diplomacy and bureaucracy. The Human Hive, run by Chairman Yang, is all about security and public control and is definitely not like the real China in any way. <laughs> <laughs> the, Hashtag stereotype. <laughs> the Lord's Believers are led by Sister Miriam Godwinson, which is definitely not an on-the-nose name. Uh, those guys <laughs> are devout religious nutters who hate technology and that's definitely not foreshadowing for what happens in my game later on. And lastly, there's Morgan Industries, run by capitalist pig dog CEO Morgan. He's all about hard cash and uh, probably bitcoins or something. Um, that's all of them. They're all really interesting and not necessarily as one-dimensional as they sound once you start reading into the technologies and stuff. Um, as I say, it's just very well written, and all of them have a kernel of truth in them. It's like they're extremes, but they also have a point. It's like seeing a dystopian future, but you're also nodding and going, oh yeah, that's not the future, that's now. Uh, <laughs> but you wouldn't have noticed any of this, Stu, because you hate the game because you're a shit. <laughs> <laughs> the next diary entry is hours four and five together so let's have a listen to that right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put hours four and five together because i got to the end of hour four and then thought i'm not gonna make this fifth hour i did about oh when he was back, I'll be, I'll be honest, it's about an hour and 15 minutes before I really just, I just don't want to play anymore. Before playing this time round, I watched a few reviews um, online, a few kind of tutorial videos, just basically just to see what other people were getting out of it that I felt that I was missing. Now, I didn't want to do anything like that within the first few hours because that, that's kind of takes away from the the point of the podcast is to kind of enjoy the game as you would at the time that it was played now if i'd have bought this i would have played it for about an hour and taken it back probably if i'd have rented it i'd have played it for about an hour and take it back and the review it's really funny because the reviews online that i watched uh are so glowing which is fine it's not it's not my kind of game but it's so interesting. One particular one that I watched was like, this game is amazing. But if you do this patch and you do this and you do this and blah, 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 it makes it better and playable. And I'm kind of thinking, well, is the original game that great? Or is your nice, improved, slightly improved visuals and widescreen patches and stuff making it more playable? Because the time, the having it in kind of 4.3... And especially quite zoomed in as well. You don't really get... You, it's not It's not a great 
way to look at the map and zoomed out would have been good with your ability to kind of zoom in further and, and, and out depending on what you're playing. So visual wise, it, you know, I can understand how people would would enjoy playing it more if they were able to fit it, you know, at a much higher resolution and see much more of the screen as their video showed. But then like the reviews always start saying how awesome the game is. But then nothing's particularly nothing's particularly glowing for the rest of the the review well reviews i mean they they all we all agree i mean the voiceovers the voiceovers are dull um and like all of them all of them sound i i mean i find a youtube video that's got them all on you could easily take any one and you could apply it to like a perfume advert let's pick one pick one at random it is altogether fitting that we who have sailed the deeps of space now return again to the sea. Paco Rabanne, one million. See? Anything. Let's pick another one. Okay, anything that's going to be specific one word. The earth is the cradle of the mind, but one cannot stay in the cradle forever. Emporio Armani, stronger with you. See? Last, right, last one. <laughs> okay maybe not so much but i believe planet will talk to us if we are willing to listen these fungal stalks behave as multi-state relays <laughs> taken to, yeah that one doesn't work but you could use can a planet be said to have achieved sentience jean paul gautier le male le parfum it's just it's just it, yeah they're just ridiculous i mean the, the cut scenes are okay some of those are quite interesting some of them are quite harrowing there's some quite unpleasant things going on those are quite good. The music is very, very boring. It doesn't feel like any kind of interesting kind of ambient. It's 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 certainly not like, you know, alien levels of kind of eerie backgroundy music. It's no Jerry Goldsmith kind of um, score. I, I, and I think games like Populous and stuff like that keep popping into my head and I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to have to flatten the ground here or raise the ground or blah, blah, blah to be able to do this and to do that. And 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 that's very much stuck in my head. The the different values and opinions of the people that you come into contact with are quite interesting. Some interesting writing there that you know you've got a religious nut, you've got somebody who's obsessed with technology, you've got someone who's obsessed with the land. The the people that you encounter can and, and the person that you play as can make the game kind of very very dif different. It all kind of comes to the same thing, really, where you end up befriending them or end up going to war with them. But I suppose, you know, it's a metaphor for the, the world today. And I think, as we've said before, because of the nature of this podcast, you have to play a certain amount of hours. And because the game hasn't grabbed me enough for me to play any, any longer than an hour, I'm sure if I actually sat down and played hours and hours on end... Uh, and built up armies and or whatever and stuff and got all of the available technology i'd probably enjoy it a lot more but i just cannot be i just cannot be bothered to do that and when i say i can't be bothered i don't mean that in a kind of disrespectful way to the game as in all the podcasts where i'm like oh i just can't be bothered to do this i mean i'm totally this is not the right game for me at the moment with my kind of physical and mental health at the minute you know, I could have done with just playing Mario Land or something on the Game Boy. We, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to put this down for now. 
I've got Civilization 3, so I thought, I'll tell you what, I will have a go on that. See how I get on with Civilization 3. As I said before, I remember watching Friend play it for ages and never finding it particularly boring. So I don't know why, why I'm not enjoying this one so much. Let's see how I get on with that. So you mentioned there about watching reviews and and whatnot. Um, I watched a few myself. I think you're probably right that they don't really explain. So a lot of people just say, I really like that you can customize your units, but then don't quantify it in any way. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, it's all very, very, uh, very woolly. Yeah, the the ones that I found that were really good were the the ones that focused in on the story elements because it's mm-hmm. obviously it's a very dystopian, very dark story overall. Uh, it's essentially mankind's last hope, and we've brought all of the same shit from Earth with us to this new planet. Yeah, uh, we we've got seven leaders who are all, I guess, at our extreme ends of personality and conflict and it's i get it all just revolves around that and obviously the the planet itself is its own story but mm-hmm. that is again like we said in the last hour that is a coat of paint on the mechanics of the game if you're not enjoying the mechanics of the game mm-hmm. then it doesn't really matter what the story is as far as i'm concerned yeah, yeah. and like you say it's one of those things where the the at the end the the issue at the end of the day, regardless of the location, is is humanity, isn't it? Humanity is mm-hmm. the humanity is the problem, um, and all they've basically done is taken taken the the, the same the same uh, kind of personal human problems yeah. to another planet. Yeah, you did mention it in there about the resolution and zooming out and stuff. I cannot tell you the amount of times I loaded the game up and immediately scrolled the mouse wheel backwards, forgetting that no, this is as far <laughs> yeah. as far yeah. as it'll zoom out because it just feels so claustrophobic. You can only did, see. Did you look at any of the the patches and resolution no. patches? No, I didn't. I wanted to play it as it was as intended. Is. Yeah, so yeah. I, I didn't. There's, there's some quite nice. The, the, there's some quite nice ones where obviously um, they patched it for wide and ultra wide monitors, oh, right. and it was, con- it was considerably higher resolution. Yeah, um, and it, it, it looked very nice. But like like you say, um, I wanted to play it as is yeah. on release, and patching it for me, I don't think that would have saved it. Mm. Yeah, it's something that that's probably worth looking into because it was restrictive to a, a fault, I think. Uh, mm. It certainly wouldn't have been at the time. It would have just been like, oh, this is how this game is. You wouldn't. There's not many games that would have been a higher resolution than that, really. Yeah. That would have been the maximum it would have gone. Um, now, you mentioned the writing, and prior to this, I've given a lot of praise for Brian Reynolds' content, but I'm not a big fan of sci-fi, and you are. And I have to say that while I really like the characters... A lot of the technology descriptions, just the wording in general, really feel wanky. I think, yeah, I think you put it best as it often sounded like a perfume advert. It just feels super flowery at points, which is fine, but it's not helped by the incredibly bad voice acting. If, if you're <laughs> gonna have flowery language, at least have it read by someone who doesn't sound like they've just woken up from a three-year coma. <laughs> oh my god, is it just so stilted in how they yeah, talk? Yeah. Like everything is just read very slow, and 
with no emphasis on anything. It's just like they're reading. I think the only one that doesn't do that is CEO Morgan because he sounds like a kind of Z-list Morgan Freeman uh, yeah. impersonator, but everyone else just sounds horrible. I, I, I couldn't I, listen to them. I could have been. I would have been quite happy without the any of the 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 audio mm-hmm. um because that almost takes you out of it a bit yes um because when, you know when you're reading something you can obviously put character you've got a character in your head and you can change all the inflections of how things are said mm-hmm. and blah, blah 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 but when you've got somebody saying it as you're reading along in such this monotone blah la 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 you're a bit like i i stopped well, as is quite evident, I stopped taking a lot of what was being said. Yeah. Even even in at all, because I was like, God, this is... <laughs> it, it, it reads okay, but it sounds boring. It does, yeah. Yeah, they they don't help. And I agree on the music. I, I don't think it... I don't think I thought of it as bad, per se. I didn't even really notice it. It was just kind of there in the yeah. background. It didn't really add to the game as far as I'm concerned I'm sure there's probably quite a few fans out there but it's certainly not going on my playlist Um, (laughs) so Spotify playlist exactly Um, so by this point in the game for me I was in all out war which is the one thing I didn't want to happen Um, I was actually at war with three factions pretty much at the same time but I spent a load of cash and I gave away technologies to CEO Black Musk and Lady Never Shaves, so I could at <laughs> least even out the odds, and they did their part at least. Uh, I managed to take out the definitely not China faction, and I managed to take out <laughs> Sister Miriam, who is now watching the rest of the game from the bowels of hell where she belongs. <laughs> the funny old bitch. Uh, the problem is, I'm at war with one faction at this point after wiping those out and that's the peacekeeping forces and they are fucking miles away and there are tons of their cities and they're all on like the west side of the map I'm on the east side of the map there's a load of like civilizations in between so uh, the majority of my turns are spent slowly moving units across a massive map Uh, and he keeps trying to make peace but I've already decided now that just he's a dickhead so I need to show him what's what but it's like it's just like saying no mate you've had your chance I'm coming to wipe you out just give me like 45 minutes and I'll be there Uh, the overall game story was starting to expand here as well and I don't want to spoil anything because it is pretty interesting as things start to unravel but let's just say that the planet starts having a word with you Uh, I'll say say no more on that because it's genuinely one of the most interesting aspects of the game if you've never played it before and it's not something I expect it to happen because why would you but it's interesting it definitely adds a layer onto civilization that I didn't even contemplate needing to exist but it's it's nice and it's non-intrusive and it pretty much wiped out my initial suspicion that mind worms were basically barbarians there's there's definitely more going on with the stuff that's there so that's nice to see um anyway Speaking of civilization, you clearly weren't enjoying Alpha Centauri, and I was yep. worried that it was going to put you off the whole franchise in general. So I am glad that you switched games here, because you weren't going to get anything else out of another five hours of Alpha Centauri. Uh, I, I was just concerned that the next five hours were just going to be more bitter sadness. Uh, <laughs> That's <but> my life. <laughs> let's, let's have a listen to what you thought of Civilization 2. Three. 
Civilization 3. Hour 6. Hour... Hour 6. So I decided to start playing Civ 3. Civilization 3, because it was nearish. Alpha Centuri coming back in. Back in, back in. I paid for 40 minutes and died. You are disgraced, you've suffered an embarrassing conquest defeat. But I must say, I've had more fun in this 15 minutes of playing this than I have in the last 5 hours of playing Alpha Centuri. Okay, so end of our 6, genuinely loving well I say loving you know huge improvement on Alpha Centura I don't know whether that's because it's a few years later or what but no it feels a lot more intuitive I can access everything just seems to flow a lot better I can access everything a lot nicer you're not bombarded with loads of screens of stuff you've got a nice big playing field it's easier to figure out automation and what to get people to do I'm, I'm having really good good fun with it and like dave said before if if you're into these kind of games um which you know i've i've i can't say i've really played much of before but like this hour is just absolutely flown by compared to the last five where i've hated it may be i'll go i'll go back to you know alpha centuri and kind of look at it with a fresh set of eyes having played this but i'm going to play this for another hour i reckon because I'm really, really enjoying it, and I don't really want to stop um, at this stage. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this another go. But just the layout, everything's just so much nicer. You just don't click on one thing and then everything's in one place. Just lovely that you can just click on an archer or something like that, and you can you've got all the the little move sets along the bottom or like a worker, and you just go oh there there we go. I want you to build a mine. That's a lot easier. These are all probably things I've missed in the other game and no doubt we'll have the conversation with dave and it'll be like oh yeah you can you can do all that just by press press the windows key and s and then you get like a lovely menu come up and it's like a completely new game and, and then i'll just want to shoot things and break things and generally lose my temper but anyway yeah I had a really lovely hour on this i'm gonna have another go god knows how many hours are gonna pass but it's just been lovely i've just gone from that initial 15 minutes of not knowing what i'm doing to three quarters of an hour now where it's just flown by so yeah great stuff well that was a lot better wasn't it you bloody telling me it was <laughs> it was it was a it was a breath of fresh air so what what was it do you reckon i know it, obviously you uh you played more than just this this one hour but what do you reckon what's the big difference between that first hour here and that first hour in Alpha Centauri? It, everything just made sense. Everything was there. It was easy to understand, even without using any of the tutorials. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd, the, 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 the way that the, um, the little advisor characters pop up and tell you how to do things, yeah. that, that felt... Um, uh, that, that, not flow, what's the word I'm looking for? That... Um, it was just it was a lot more intuitive with 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 the way that you're working. There's been two years since Alpha Centauri came out and the difference in UI is leaps and bounds. Like just how it controls, how you access things, all of it feels so much better in the space yeah. of two years. It's it's a fairly big achievement really. Um, yeah. even even Civilization Two, I don't remember being as complicated as 
Alpha Centauri's UI, and it, it will have been built on. I pre I'm presuming at this point it would be built on the same kind of engine as Civilization Two. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah I did. I, I had a look into that because um, obviously I wanted to try what Alpha Centauri was built on, because I could then I could at least then see how uh, how it originally was and mm -hmm. and 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 how they're built on it. But I just went with three in the end. Yeah. Um, which uh, which I, I I I paid money for, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just lovely. It just looks a lot nicer. The way that all the sub menus appear, mm -hmm. you, it's not lots and lots of text around things, and you've got different sub menus for different things. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, as, as you could tell, I, I, and it, it just as a game, it just felt more coherent, um, and it was just more understandable for somebody like me who was. A noob. Whether that was because I played Alpha Centauri and I Alpha Centauri or however we pronounce it. <laughs> um, whether it's because I played that and I knew the core mechanics of it now, yeah. so I understood how the game was supposed to work. And then this had this nice, like we said before, nice big, beautiful layer of paint on top of it, where it just it just works for me. And I I, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, this. This is a good place, as any, for me to start dropping in some of my main criticisms with Alpha Centauri because you're not doing your diary entries on it anymore, so we're not doubling down on the complaints. <laughs> but it was certainly around this point that a lot of my issues with Alpha Centauri started coming to a head. So if we're going to basically, I'm going to be comparing it to Civilization because that's where my mind was always constantly comparing things anyway. Because that's that's the game I come I, I come from, and, and it's an obvious comparison point. Um, so you were brand new to both of these games, and yep. one thing I'm sure you're going to agree with is that when you're learning something this complicated, having it grounded in a reality you can understand it helps massively when you're trying to pick the game up yeah so yeah uh, like you don't understand the minute detail of why building a granary will help your cities you might not understand like the stats and stuff involved but you know what a granary is and what it does yes. in real life so yeah, you can yeah. you can assume within the game it's going to help with food and you know yeah. what food is people eat it so you know that food is something you need for your people uh, mm -hmm. compare that to something from Alpha Centauri as I, I said earlier you build a diamorphic physics dilution <laughs> spondula or something a jam drive <laughs> exactly I have no basis <laughs> for comparison on this thing so the stats and stuff don't stick in my head it's knowing that oh my men have shields now that's good versus oh my men have on the it's it like it doesn't it doesn't resonate as well it's yeah. not it's not as readable and unless you're going to sit there and go through either the manual or the all of the reams of text and it actually sits in your head it's a game that i think unlike civilization requires multiple playthroughs just to even understand what it is that you're building or researching uh, mm -hmm. and yeah. it, again it's like i say clicking on something that says research the wheel please is it's easy for you to understand i know i know what wheels are mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I know what the benefits of having wheels are therefore yeah. i understand this um so yeah that was certainly certainly by this point it was bogging me down i'd unlock so much technology in the game and i had no understanding of what 90 percent of it was doing um <laughs> 
There's also a lot of praise within Alpha Centauri for that unit designer, as I said earlier, and I think it's very cool, but only for the people who like to play the game that way. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I usually play these games as if I'm playing like Sim City. Even mm-hmm. when I'm playing stuff like Command and Conquer, I, I generally always fail the mission because I've been spending all my time making my base look nice instead of <laughs> actually winning the war. So mm. all this extra micromanagement on top of the micromanagement of shifting units around a map for hours on end, I can see why it would be good for a lot of people. But for me, it's just... It's just another thing. It's just stuff on top of stuff that I mm. don't really touch in these games. Um, and then just obviously graphically as well. When you're, when you're traveling across the map, I don't know if you had this issue. It certainly multiplies the more people that you have on the map. As issues just working out the best routes to take to get from A to B when it was a massive journey. And part of those issues are some of the tiles will be covered in the fungal spores. And there's like a 50% chance that you'll just bump into it and you won't walk into it. And Mm. some areas you would have to like walk all the way around and find an entrance somewhere else, or you just keep bouncing off it until your men get through. And It's very easy, because basically as soon as you move a man, it'll switch to the next unit. And if you're, one of your units might have, say, three moves, but certain terrain is harder to move across, so it'll use some moves up. So in my head, I'll be going, okay, I can move this man three times, and I'll press one, two, three. I'll press the direction button three times, forgetting that I went over a hill, and that took two moves. So then my third press of the direction key will move somebody else that's on a different side of the map, and he'll bump or go in the opposite direction to where I wanted him yeah. to go that I've spent hours getting him to. And then that's another turn that I've then got to wait till it comes back round so I can move him back to where he was. And then he's got to go back into the fungal spores, which is a 50% chance he's not going to move anywhere. And it's like, oh my god, there's like a hundred of these guys that I'm trying to get to one place just so I can take out a crappy city that I don't even really want and I don't even want to be at war but it started and I can't finish it so I was definitely at this point I was getting a bit fed up and I think it's mostly because I've had the benefits of later civilization games even from Civ 3 upwards yeah that have wiped out a lot of these UI issues. Uh, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's the bulk of my complaints there. Might as well get them out now while you're happier in your, uh, your diary <laughs> entries. While I'm skipping round. <laughs> exactly. Hour seven. Well, hour seven. Dave, Davy McDave, Davy Davison of Davisville, David Town, Colorado. Second hour of civilization absolutely flown by. Don't know where the time's gone. Having loads of fun with this, creating lots of little cities and building up my army and um, and stuff. I know it's not the game we were supposed to be playing, but if if I'd have played Alpha Centauri any longer, I'd have probably blown my head off, as I keep on saying. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to probably play this for maybe another hour. Then I'm going to go back to Alpha Centauri for possibly the last hour or two and then see how I feel after an hour. So yeah, no, but I'm I'm loving this. It's way, way better. Way better. Bye. Ten hour time stamp. Uh, you don't even sound like the same person talking. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm off my tits, that's why. <laughs> but I am, I am really glad that you switched out to this because I genuinely thought you would have just been put off the entire genre. And if you had played 10 hours of Alpha Centauri, you probably wouldn't have touched Civ, I don't mm. think. You would have just been like, well, that's just going to be more of the same boring bollocks. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to to see you enjoying what is essentially uh, the same game, but with different strands hanging off it. It's weird, isn't it? Because I'm trying to think of like what is the ma- what is the big difference here? Why is it that Alpha Centauri <laughs> completely and utterly bounced off you as hard as it did? Mm. And this, and, but I know, this game is absolutely love this. Yeah, you know? I, 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 I'm, I'm as baffled as you are. I just things just clicked. It just, it just, things just worked. Like um, in one of the early diary entries, I'm going, oh, I, I need, to, I needed, to, I want to create a boat to go around the island, and I can't figure out how to do it. Yeah, but but then in in this, it's like. Oh, I've created something next to the sea, yeah. and now it's got the ability to build a boat. Yeah, which is logical to me, but it didn't seem logical in Alpha Centauri. Yeah, Centauri, yeah. Cent, Cent, Centaur. Centauri. Uh, um, but it, it 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 felt a lot more natural, and thing things just felt um, like they were in the right place, and it just felt more sensible. Yes. and like you said, it might might well be because it's. It's grounded more in a reality that I I understand, like mm. you say, about mining and irrigation and stuff near near water, and you know, creating roads between things will make you be able to get to them yeah. quicker, and just silly little things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that just don't hit you immediately when you're God knows how many years in the future, and it's all by shuttle, um, and to give you a shuttle four wheels rather than six you've got to figure out the something or other you've got to, you've got you've got to uh you've got to master the art of fujitsu to create the sixth wheel for your um for your land speeder or yeah. land speeders i've got wheels god my metaphors are terrible tonight <laughs> uh but uh <laughs> No, but you, I agree. you know you, you, you don't know what I'm, you know what I mean. Though yeah. I hope people listening understand what I'm saying. I don't think I'm <laughs> somebody out there will a massive breakdown. I um I think that there is the whole history that you get along with it as well that is grounded in that technology and research aspect of civilization, which I didn't feel in. In Alpha Centauri, because in Alpha Centauri, again, uh, as I've mentioned multiple times, didn't really understand half of what I was researching. Uh, I, some of it, I was just like, oh, that's cool. But I didn't really understand necessarily what it did. A lot of them were just like stat boost here and there or a new weapon mm-hmm. for something. Whereas in Civilization, watching you go from this one city with men with clubs and then toward the end game you're you've got railroads connecting your cities that'll make your men mm-hmm. move faster and you've got airports and factories and you're going through the ages and even with just the barest understanding of history it's a nice concept to see that flourish yeah. from from zero to the end basically when you you leave and head off in a spaceship to alpha centauri if you go down the science route the game of alpha centauri 
has this overarching story and it has the characters that are really interesting. But the game of Civilization has those those story elements as the mechanics. Yes. So it works for me in two levels. I don't need all of the text and the the personalities of the characters. Those are nice things to have. And it would be nice if the characters in Civilization were a bit more than just, I don't know, shop window dummies, essentially, that just yeah. talk to you every now and then. They don't feel like they have a lot of personality necessarily, certainly not in comparison to that game. But the story that the game itself tells in Civilization just feels, I don't know, it resonates with me more. But again, I'm not I'm not a sci-fi person, so that could be why. I don't know. Mm. But, but but again, like you said, like I I I am a, a big sci-fi fan, and mm. and it just it 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 just felt very very it it, it felt like a, a sci-fi novel from like the 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 sixties that's written yes. by an eighty-year-old man, dry with a type. Yeah, it is very very. I mean, it's bone dry. There, yes. is, there is no there is no. There's no subtext. There's no mm-hmm. um, no little. Well, I take that back because there are very there is an awful lot of sly little nods and winks to things. Yeah, but they're not at all sly. They're very like you say the the Chinese are very obvious. Yeah. Um. Or or there there are clearly defined stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um. Where there's not there's no nod and winks. They're literally just like this is what these people are like and this is what these people are like. There's not like um, uh, Captain Rogers or whatever and as the game progresses you kind of go, oh, he's mentioned God a few times, maybe, or or, or, you know what I mean? Or or, or, um, Chancellor McRobertson who goes, bangs on about um, his uh, reactor that he's building and stuff. It's all, you know where you are with each character from, yeah. from the very beginning. They of the are game. extreme archetypes, or all of yes. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any subtlety there. I don't think it would, it would, I don't think it would potentially work if there was subtlety there. I think the game is very much on the nose of you are playing these characters for these, these particular traits you know how they're going to react to you again for me i was the science man so the the religious person was the one that was throwing vendettas down against me more than anyone else because people who read bibles hate mobile phones (laughs) (laughs) but that was that was roasted spectrum says (laughs) that that seems to be what the game is telling me anyway i don't know i don't know if that was its morals but that's that's what i took from it um but with 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 civ you you can like characters can surprise you mm -hmm. um and you can you, you you know people who you think are maybe just going to be warmongers are actually quite happy to to get along with you if you play the game yeah. whereas in alpha centauri i.e or um there was no element of surprise you kind of you a lot of the time you knew exactly where you stood with everybody yeah and uh, well from what i'm guessing from what you've said previously that may not be specifically true hmm. but that you that at least initially um there's it's 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 very like okay well obviously don't annoy the war person and try and befriend the hippie ones yeah. and um and you know where you are with that whereas i liked 
civilization to the point where you you were kind of a little bit surprised with how some of the characters interacted with you and i i i quite liked that yeah and obviously the biggest surprise of all in civilization was gandhi who um he was basically set to being the most peaceful character in the entire game. I can't remember if it was just in the original or it might have been Civ 2, but there was a bug in the game where something would trigger him to become even more peaceful, but it went into the negative, which accidentally switched him into being the most lethal. So there was a meme started, which was Gandhi fires nukes, because he w- he would switch to this state where he would just start spaffing nukes at everyone. <laughs> so he, would, he went from being the most peaceful person <laughs> to just being an absolute warmonger in a drop of a hat. Um, oh, that's brilliant. I didn't I'm, know that. I'm not sure if it's something that they carried on as a trend. It may well be something that they carried on as a trend because it was just something that everyone knew that Gandhi would just start firing nukes at oh. some point. But it was, uh, it was a beautiful bug that, that should never be ironed out. Well, I'm going to write that down. Gandhi spaffed nukes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good name for a song. Hour <laughs> eight. Nine. I was eight and nine, really, because I played... Uh, Civ for like another hour and a half, maybe three quarters, and then realised, ah crap, after an hour I was supposed to stop and try Alpha Centauri again. But anyway, I played it pretty much non-stop until I just got wiped out, because I just got cocky and was like, right, okay, I'm just going to start invading people, and then realised that I haven't got a strong enough army to do that. But but I think that's the difference between this and, and the other game, the game that should not be named, is that I find it a lot easier to build up the armies and a lot easier to go exploring, a lot easier to talk to other people. And it, and the the gameplay feels a lot quicker. And if I want to invade someone, then I will do. The, the I mean, graphically, it's, it's a lot nicer. Again, you know, there's a few years between it, but I, I did find with um, AC that because it was so similar graphically throughout, apart from... Uh, you know bases and things which are white it's not it's not very engaging it's not very pretty to look at whereas with this creating huts and like outposts and pyramids and monuments and all kinds of stuff it's great i really like it and which is interesting for me because i'm i'm not generally a massive fan of kind of more historic stuff i mean i have very very little interest in the world (laughs) kind of up until like Victorian England where things just look grimy and and stuff Uh, I'm much more of a a science fiction kind of person so you would think I would prefer to the game but I just like this I really like it it's just really really playable so after I finished that game I did go back to Alpha Centauri for it was about half an hour and I got about half an hour in and where I kind of it, it it made more sense to me, although I you know my my fourth and fifth hours after watching some reviews and stuff online, I, I did kind of get get it a bit better. But it made more sense to me going back to it having played this, because a lot of the things line up. There's a lot of correlation between how how the game plays, but it's just a lot nicer the way things are laid out. Alpha Centauri just throws everything into one window. And it's just, like I've said, reams and reams of text, spoken and, you know, visual, or audible and visual, whatever, reading it and or somebody, as I've said before, saying 
something very very boring my legs are biscuits and have a cake and would you like some eggs and i'm going to take over your planet along those lines i did try alpha centura again still still wasn't feeling it I, I could easily have just gone back to playing Civ 3 and I could have I could have sat down and played that for ages. But that that's how this um, crapshoot works in regards to picking three games. You know, you're not always going to get onto a winner. Dave wasn't a massive fan of the last game. But obviously, by no means revenge because Dave didn't pick the game. If you do pick something that you're not going to like, then your 10 hours are going to suck. The only kind of saving grace that's come out of this is the fact that I really really enjoyed Civilization to the point where I've got Civilization 6 and as a kind of, I suppose, historical comparison, I'm going to play my last hour on Civilization 6 and kind of see how far we've come, I suppose, from, from Alpha Centauri, which was... I believe built on Civilization 2 engine and improved slightly to them playing Civilization 3 which is you know feels like a big step up from Civ 2 Alpha Centauri to Civilization 6 so that should be quite quite interesting so let's see how we get on I like the way this is kind of thin oh you should try this game Stu you might like it and you go no I want to enjoy this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry if that's how it's come across. <laughs> but no, I'm, like... gl- I'm glad you've you've done it. As I say, I mean, it, it opened up more of a discussion on just the civilization genre in general. I think it's um, it's an interesting one to to compare it to. I don't think there's any way you can really talk about Alpha Centauri without comparing it to this game. So, with you mm-hmm. having not played them before. It definitely benefited this discussion, so you can mm-hmm. see and contrast. Because otherwise, we would have just been talking about Alpha Centauri. You didn't enjoy it. I can totally understand why, because I'm not by this point. My enthusiasm for it had waned massively, and and like you were playing Civ Three, then you you put Alpha Centauri back on, and you said I could easily have just gone back to Civ Three and played that for hours. By this point, I was feeling pretty much the same it was mm-hmm. just a case of moving people across a map some of the turns were taking ages i was unlocking new technologies which i didn't understand and i just didn't really care by that point because i was just <laughs> clicking through them to move my flying airships and gunmen i didn't even remember unlocking flying airships but apparently <laughs> i was building them um i could have gone down the peace route but i'd sent so many units on this journey across the landscape that i just I had to keep pushing them down there, otherwise I'd just have to bring them all back. So <laughs> I couldn't be asked doing that either, and I was just bored. I was just bored of moving hundreds of units over and over again. And I don't know, I've found in Civilization, I guess because there's usually more people around. So you, when you're playing Alpha Centauri, you've got seven um, Civilizations. I normally go for massive maps, on civilization so that I don't have to necessarily get into wars. I don't mind defending and stuff, obviously getting a few units, putting them in place, maybe taking a city or two and then calling the war off. But it's normally people who are on your borders that start the wars. Yeah. Alpha Centauri, it can be somebody like the other side of the earth. Freaking miles away. Yeah. If it happens in civilization, 
chances are somebody on the other side of the world might start a war with you, but they might send a boat over every couple of That's hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's got it's it's got a lot more of a logical feel to it, and yeah. but you know whereas I, I suppose in Alpha Centauri land, people are going to be able to sense you know whether it's referenced in the game or not, be able to send scopes out over across yes. across the planet to find out what's what. Whereas, um, whereas yeah, it's going to be somebody bordering you in civilization that are going to going to start a war or or, or at least approach you in a friendly friendly way. You're not suddenly going to get. Um, Blah 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 has has messaged you, and you're like, "Who the fuck? Who who are these?" Yeah. Yes, we will do this. We're gonna start a war with you. And I'm like, I haven't even discovered you yet. I haven't <laughs> even seen you on the map. Who 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 are you? Yeah. And I, again, with civilization, because I don't often go into the war elements of it. What I really like that they started adding in, I think it was from five, maybe four, four, five, or six. One of the later ones. Um, they started adding in things like religion and culture. Um, which became ways that you could influence other cities. So mm-hmm. especially like religion and stuff, you, you create your own religion, which has its own benefits and stuff, and then you start spreading that religion out. And obviously, yeah. if a city close to your civilization um, has your religion as their main religion and they see your capital city there as basically the Vatican, then there's a yeah. chance that they'll turn and become part of your civilization. So you can start taking other civilizations without lifting a gun, basically. Yeah, yeah. I I find that kind of stuff a lot more engaging uh, than sending a unit to a place over and over again until it blows up from a random number generator. There's a lot more... Yeah, there's a lot more strategy to playing it it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And like like you say, you can look at the health of like individual people and start introducing things like libraries and things like that to to make people happy and yes um, to make from, them more... I think that was in right from the start yeah, so yeah. temples for, for for making people happy and libraries for increasing knowledge and yeah and and I I liked those little things I, they, yeah. they may well have been in Alpha Centauri but um f- fuck that game yes there were <laughs> there were things in there they just weren't as obvious you you have to go looking through what each of the buildings and units and everything did you couldn't just look at the name of it and think oh well that'll be it that'll that'll be the thing that does the thing i wanted to do you had to look through them all to see and go oh okay it's that thing that i don't really know what it is that's what the psychological mind hat does yeah (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) that um and obviously civilization has had the benefit of years and years and years of just building on itself and it's a shame that Alpha Centauri didn't get that treatment because I do think with tweaks here and there certainly on the I need it to look different I apologize to anyone who loves the game because the the, the game has tons of fans but I can I just can't bear looking at the game Mm. it's just not a nice palette for me Uh, what I did like is when my um, civilization started like building forests and stuff around I did like seeing that change but it wasn't enough because it's such a small area around your cities that that starts to change it's not like the whole map becomes like this but it is nice to see that that change around and I know that's what the game is going for I know that that's the, the whole point of the game but I don't know it's still 
still hard for me to sit and stare at that for the amount of hours it takes to get through a game of Civilization or Alpha Centauri, at least in Civilization. I'm looking at blue oceans, green grass, yellow mm-hmm. deserts, white Arctic. It's it just I don't know. It's it just not looks just nice. Barren wasteland that exactly. doesn't really change very much. Yes. Hour ten. Hour ten. Well, it's lovely. Like I said, I enjoyed Civilization Three. This is really, really nice. Um, Civilization Six. It's got a nice kind of settlers of Catan, 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 Catan Mouse feel to it. As in, it looks looks quite similar. Yeah, just really nice. You get like little groups of characters rather than um, just the singular people like you do in Civ Three and the game that shall not be named. It's, it's lovely. Obviously, we've come a long, long way. I know this isn't even a particularly recent game, but we've come a, an awful long way since those games. I mean, graphically, this is lovely. All the menus are really well laid out. You can figure out what you're doing. I didn't have to use a tutorial or anything. I mean, it helps that obviously I'd got some idea of the games before about what to do. This isn't the game that we came here to play. So I can happily say, well, that was a rhyme, that I will play this again. I mean, I've literally just played this for the hour and stopped playing. But I do want to play this through properly, so I might actually sit and do the tutorials and, and everything. Very nice. Be interested to see how Dave pieces this whole episode together, considering only half it was about the game we were out to play. But we divert, we uh, we duck and dive. What the hell am I talking about? Anyway, yeah, cool. Nice. Goodbye. So, going from pretty much hating a game to getting the latest version of essentially what is a spin-off series. I know Alpha Centauri is the spin-off series, but what do you call the opposite of a spin-off? The original? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So you bought the the latest version of the original series mm-hmm. um, and I'm clearly enjoying it by, by the sound of things. Yeah, and everybody's northern in it. Everyone has a northern accent. doesn't matter where they're from, they're up north. Well, it's good to hear uh, that. It's good to hear, yeah. yeah. Well, it's very weird that like uh, Cleopatra's got a northern <laughs> accent and stuff. It's all very yeah. strange. And I can't remember who does the narration for it. I, I think Is it Sean Bean? It might be Sean Bean, yes. I was going to say, one of them is Sean Bean. I know Leonard Nimoy did four. Uh, and I can't remember who does five then, but they always seem to get somebody who's just perfect for doing the voice over work for it. Should have got them in to do Alpha Centauri because all of those voice actors <laughs> are shit. Uh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did think. Oh God, I thought God, that's that's. I'm sure that's Sean Bean. Yeah. Uh, hello, and here we are, and here's a, here's a mud hut, and you've got a there's a barbarian over there. You've just um, invented a wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Threatening. Uh, and uh, and caring at the same (laughs) time. You bastard. (laughs) Would would you like some tea? Uh, No, he's he's great. And it's literally, it's listenable because it's, it won, it's Sean Bean, but he actually, he just, he reads it very well. Yeah, Yeah, he's... He's an actor. Yeah, <laughs> but he's talking about stuff that, like you said, you're not into history necessarily. And I'm, I'm sorry. Not... Can I just can I just interject? Yeah, uh, I did do A level history, oh, which, really? I've <laughs> which I've literally just remembered <laughs> uh, during during the last uh, during the the last segment. I thought 
I'm saying I'm not into history, but I did A-level history. But uh, yeah. anyway, carry well, on. Well, I did A-level <laughs> geography, and I know nothing about geography. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of these things where really the sci-fi thing should have been more engaging because that is a crafted story. But listening mm. to Sean Bean read out a quote from Sun Tzu or someone <laughs> is just ten times more engaging. It's it's bizarre that just that that choice of voice mm. just works so much better than. I mean, the, Leonard Nimoy, if, if he'd have done just. Anything in Alpha Centauri would have been would have been amazing. It would have, um, yeah. Because at least it would have been like genre specific. Yeah. Oh, Shatner. <laughs> would oh, have Sh- been, <laughs> that would have been beautiful. Oh, you have bought a thing. Uh, upgrade your rockets now, Mister Tambourine Man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would. Yeah, it would have been quite interesting. But um, oh god, now I want that. Can we get Shatner on the phone and get him to read every line from Alpha <laughs> Centauri? Record it. Yeah. Uh, um, he's probably done enough Star Trek episodes to cut out every word and then <laughs> create piece, all of the sentences it together. Yeah, it'll um, take a while, but it'll be worth it. Yeah, or Patrick Stewart. That'd be uh, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, but no, six six was great. Like I said, it had this. Um, uh, like hexagonal little mm. playing, playing squares, which yeah. I know is contradiction in terms, but you know what I mean. Like I said, like settlers of Catan, Catan, Catan. Yes. Um, it just had really gorgeous visuals. I liked how it grouped together the different kinds of of people. Um, whereas yeah. in in the set in the other games, they're very much separate. Individual you do pieces. With them. Yeah. Whereas these are nice that they're actually grouped together well you're forming um, an army for once <laughs> instead yeah, of ab- a selection of random people yeah absolutely and he, he, that that just that just was free i mean it w- wasn't something in the original in the in in civ 3 that i was i had any issue with it was mm-hmm. just like you kind of realize what oh that's a nice to have now, yeah. now that i've got it kind of thing um and again just just um just having more control over them as personalities mm. as well as um j- just having their set roles as 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 you know workers or warriors or or whatever yeah having them being actual people um again I, I didn't play four and five so i don't know whether that was something that that was brought in in those games but but it was it was a nice little step up yeah uh step up for me yeah, and there's a lot of issues with Civ Six, but the, there's also a lot of issues with with Civ Five and Civ Four. Uh, you'll find a lot of people who absolutely put their flag in the sand, and they'll say, "No, this civilization was the best because of X, Y, Z." And then you'll have people like me who play the game like once or twice a year and say, "These are all nice, and I really like them." Yeah, um, I've I've never been an expert civilization player. I, I see people's complaints on Steam about various elements that they feel are bad or wrong, and I can honestly say I've never noticed any of them. Uh, you look at the hours played by these guys on Steam, and it'll be like fifteen hundred hours, and they'll be Jesus. giving it a negative review because they know the game inside out, and they can tell you exactly why a specific number of save is better than another specific number. But yeah, uh, I think if you're somebody who play as you are, you've obviously went from three and now to six, and these are this is the first time you're experiencing them. These elements probably just won't rear the head 
for you mm-hmm. they certainly haven't for me and i've put hours into all of them i just i play them and i'm like oh yeah i like the new thing that they've done with this nothing has ever gone oh my god they have actually ruined the entire <laughs> game it's, i uh, want that back now yeah. the only thing the only issue that i've really had and i think it started happening from five is them I guess doing the same thing as they do with like The Sims, where they gut the game when they release a new one. So stuff that was in the previous yeah. games isn't in this one, and then they release expansions that add it back in. And so, like, well, yes, you're improving elements, but you're taking a big chunks of gameplay away. So that mm. it becomes a, a point where you don't bother buying a Civilization game now until it's been out for about five years, and all of yeah. the expansions are available in a complete edition because. It's otherwise it's going to cost you basically a hundred plus quid oh. to get everything. Yeah, that's interesting. You said that because it was the it was the complete edition, whatever it was, the Rome one, I think, whatever yeah. the most recent one was um, that I got. Um, so had I maybe just played the absolute bare bones base version of, um, of Civilization Six, I may have. I may have looked upon it differently, but I think you would have been. I think because you went from three to six, you probably wouldn't have noticed that big of an issue. Yeah, because yeah. the thing is, you'll have like Civ Five when that first came out. That was just kind of bare bones, but then all of the expansions came out, and that added a lot of meat to the bones. And yeah. then when six came out, it kind of improved on the base game of five, but didn't include a lot of the stuff from the expansions but then the expansions started coming out that ah, re-included right, the see. things that came out in those expansions yes. it's like yeah well you could why it just it feels a bit two steps forward one yes step back. a bit nickel and dime uh yeah trying to trying to scrape as much money out of the the series as possible um mm. i mean civ 5 used to get called out constantly as being the worst one when Civ Five first came out. And now you'll see people on the Civ Six reviews saying that Civ Five was the best. So <laughs> I've, I've genuinely got no idea who to believe. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think the two that I really put a ton of time into were the first... Th- uh, the f- No, sorry. Yeah, two and three were the ones that I put most of my time into. The fourth switched to a 3D look, which I didn't particularly like at the time over the nice pixel art from mm-hmm. uh, 2 and 3. But then by Civ Five, the art side of things had massively improved, and obviously graphics in general had improved. Um, unfortunately, 4 had Leonard Nimoy, and he wasn't he wasn't alive by the time 6 came out, so mm. they, uh, they went with Sean Bean on that one. Um, Okay, I think it leads us to a dual question, then. Uh, will you reach the 11th hour on Alpha Centauri or the Civilization series in general? Uh, obviously, you're kind of split both ways in terms of your time, so you've only put, let's say, five hours into one, five hours into the other as a grand scheme of things. But I will guess now that you will probably never touch Alpha Centauri again, and you will continue playing the Civ series probably well past the eleventh hour. Probably about eleven hours in one day if you if you get into the right frame of mind for it. Um, what are your guesses for me on Alpha Centauri then? Because I've obviously I've put about three thousand hours into the Civ series. From uh, I think it's something that you may revisit in the future, but I don't think it's something that at present you have any interest in returning to. Okay. And here is your 11th hour jingle.
Oh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at the end. It was very Nine Inch Nails. Very good. Thanks. Did you? Uh, there was a, a guest vocalist on that one. Was there? Who was that? It was Snorkers. Oh, of course it was. It's always bloody Snorkers. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did me a range of the 11th hour. All absolutely great. Yeah. The, the 11th hour one in the background. And then just randomly at the end, he just went, oh, the 11th hour. And I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, just tag that on the end. There. I thought that just... was your, I thought that was your, uh, your voice going through that. That was beautiful. No, um, no. Yeah. I, uh, see, I, I... that was a perfect metaphor for what you've been talking about. The writing of Alpha Centauri that I was enjoying it, but it was quite heavy. Yeah, a little bit of brevity at the end really brought me around. <laughs> if only they'd done that in Alpha Centauri. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, did you did you carry on? Do you want to carry on? Um, I d- genuinely don't know. I think uh, I probably will. Certainly not immediately because I, I I couldn't even get through. I couldn't even finish that game because I was sick of people. However. Uh, after listening to your diary entries and you're talking about people talking about the mods and stuff for it and what you've said on here about the resolution patches and and, and, and all of that, I may well... My initial response is going to be, no, I'm, I'm done. But I think my main issues with it are just the UI elements that I need to mm-hmm. get past. There, there is obviously the technology in that, and I think that is just... I just need to probably play it more just to get a better understanding of what everything is doing and that's hard to do in such a small space of time like 10 hours sounds like a lot but for a game like this it's not really uh, it is when you're not enjoying it at all 10 hours <laughs> is far too long but I was enjoying it I was enjoying it and it was just there was a lot of niggles because I didn't play this at the time I didn't have that uh, I don't want to say rose tinted glasses because I don't I don't think that's what's necessary but I didn't have that Okay, I grew up with it, and I was used to it at the time, and yeah. so I was, you know, going back to it now. Oh, it's fine. I, I, I know about all those niggles. I can get past them. I, I'm experiencing those annoyances for the first time, and they mm. are stuff that games nowadays just wouldn't have in them anymore. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I just need to get past that. So, yeah, I probably, I probably will end up going back to it at uh, at some point but patched up to the eyeballs mm-hmm, yeah well there's an awful lot of stuff for it from what i've seen yeah uh, and and somebody has pretty much recoded the game from the ground up with new graphics and stuff as well mm. so uh it might be worth having a, a look into mm. i mean i won't but uh no no i guess <laughs> as much mm. uh so no not not one you're going to return to then i guess what about civilization um, so the second I pressed stop on the diary entries, I deleted Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Um, which, there was a patch for that as well, wasn't there? Which we we, we haven't mentioned. Not a patch, there was a... An, uh, expansion. An, an expansion. Yes, yeah. that was the Alien Crossfire expansion, which I've not heard great things about. Uh, yeah. It added a few things, uh, including three more civilizations. Which all I've heard of them, I think one's a robot, one's a pirate, and one's something else. And an they're alien. all yes, and apparently they're all shit. 
<laughs> that's, that's pretty much all I've heard about it. But it's funny um, that it's an expansion that's come out that obviously adds a lot of stuff to the game. But it probably shows what this game is to people in that the only thing I ever read about it is these three extra characters that it adds, which wouldn't be a lot in a game like Civilization if they were to just say, oh, here's three new countries you can play as. That wouldn't really be an expansion. That would just be, oh, here's some like a DLC yeah, for two quid. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it's not, but the, the the expansion added a lot more than that. It's just mm-hmm. that's all I can really find about it. What people are talking about are just these three characters aren't it's, good. It's essentially underwear for Chun Li. Yeah. <laughs> DLC rather than uh, rather than anything of any value. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny that that is the main focus for people. It shows that that is for people who love this game. It is the story and the uh, the characters involved in it that really resonated with them. So I can I can understand if they're going to add three characters in that are, that don't live up to those standards set in the original. That's that's going to rankle people. Oh, it would be brilliant if they got a completely different writer in for those three. <laughs> yeah. And the, Sid uh, Meier. <laughs> the, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Uh, and it just had a totally different feel and just ruined it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I won't be playing that again. Um, Civ Six. I have every intention of... of, of revisiting mm-hmm. um i haven't purely because i haven't had the time to yeah um but it's something that definitely one evening i'm i will sit down um like when my wife goes to work and i will probably play through until bedtime yeah um but yeah th- thoroughly enjoy, enjoy those games and I, and as i said um some some good some good has come out of this for me discovering um that series of games mm. okay so, next month, uh, we're probably going to be working on a shorter time scale as well, because we're, this one's out late, but we've got plenty of time. It'll be fine. Uh, what are your three choices for next episode? So, my three choices are PlayStation 1 games. Okay. Uh, I thought we would go opposite ends of the spectrum this time round. Um, so, PlayStation 1 plat- platformers. Um, so, there's... Klonoa, mm-hmm. Tomba 2, mm-hmm. and Silhouette Mirage, all slightly lesser known PlayStation uh, PlayStation games, although kind of, I suppose, within lesser known to the normal people. Yeah. Uh, I know two of those in the retro gaming community are, uh, mm. are fairly well known. But to me, as a normal person who uh, showers and eats regularly. You big normie. Uh, <laughs> that, that, those, uh, yeah, I thought, oh, those, those are quite interesting. Yes. Well, I had to look at the uh, the games earlier. I've not played any of them. Uh, I think I briefly played a Klonoa at some point. Um, so my thought process is I'm going to drop Klonoa just because... I've had some experience with it before, and I want to go into something new and fresh again. So we'll drop Klonoa off, which leaves Tomoto and Silhouette Mirage. I had a look at some footage of Silhouette Mirage, and it looks interesting, but I'm not sure. And I think Tomoto is is the one that I'm I'm circling around more than the other, mainly because it seems to have 
gotten this reputation as being absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'd never heard of the series before until maybe about three or four years ago. Uh, I don't know who brought a video out about it or where. I don't know where this surge of interest came from from the game. It ended up becoming quite an expensive game to get hold of as well, if I I remember rightly. Um, And it's quite big in the speedrunning community as well, which... I like the sound of, because if a game is, I don't know, if it has the capacity to support speedrunning, then it's usually a well-put-together game in general. Uh, there's a reason why the original Super Mario Brothers is still one of the biggest speedrunning yeah. games, because it's just very well-made. So, I'm going to go with Tomo2, Tom, Tomoe, Tomo, I don't, know how, I don't know how you pronounce it. I've I've put it as Tomba2. Tomba2, so that's the one. Why am I getting Tom? Where did I get Tomo from? <laughs> yes, I, it's I Tom, Tomba. Tomba Tomba. Yeah, it's, it's same as you. I've 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 seen videos on Tomba one and two and Klonoa because um, I have. <laughs> I, don't yeah. know what I was going to explain to you then why I've watched them. I don't have to explain myself to you. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I'll let you off with that. But, but um, for, for some reason, when I put Klonoa down, um, I was thinking. Has Dave done a video on this? I was racking my brains to think whether you've mentioned it in a video or referenced it or whether you did a video on it. Um, So I I thought uh, maybe that's something that I shouldn't put forward, but that's good. That's good. So I'm happy to go with Tomba 2. Yes. Nice looking game. Yes, it is. Uh, So yeah, Tomba 2 for the next episode. I'll be doing the diary entries and the 11th hour jingle. Stu will be doing bugger all apart from playing the game obviously um for those who've listened for this long congratulations uh, just to note that we have a twitter feed at 10 hour t that's one zero h o u r t on there you'll also find a link to our discord if you'd like to come along and have a chat about the games we're playing next or give us feedback or whatever just have a lovely time and that ladies and gentlemen is the end of an episode where we've talked about a lot of games. Stu, have, have you have you had a nice time apart from when you were playing? Alpha uh, Centauri? Yeah, apart from uh, being ill and playing the uh, Alpha Centauri, I've had a, a lovely time. Thank you ever so much for introducing me to this series, despite me just ignoring the uh, the game that we're supposed to be playing. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, in the words of CEO Morgan, bye. <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Important? Yes. Critical? Absolutely. I would go so far as to say that superconducting fiber alone makes our peasant economy possible.